This is CNT Talk. Every week, two friends debate the issues of the ages as we agree to disagree. It's never politically correct, but it's always entertaining. Join us tonight so you can sound knowledgeable at work tomorrow. We're smacking you upside the head with the hammer of truth. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello, Tony. Hello, Chad. (laughs) Welcome back. Let's, uh, you doing okay right now? As far as I know. Okay. Yes. Uh, we've got I'm a couple. Not contagious. You're not contagious. No. Okay. I could Keep be it to tomorrow. Yourself. Keep it to yourself. I could be a carrier right now and unaware. <laughs> so we got a couple topics tonight that I think are somewhat interesting. Uh, not somewhat. That, not that they aren't always, but this is uh, marginally marginally interesting? interesting. I hold in my hands ten printed pages, which, when I say the topic, will really infuriate those people because I printed this on paper. Um. They were talking about the new Green Deal. <laughs> oh, sorry, the Green New Deal. The sorry, new gr- actually, let, let, it doesn't get, really matter. Let me get it straight. Now, not to be confused with the New Deal, which prolonged the depression and made up work for people at government. How expense. dare you? <laughs> this is going to. Let's just say it's not going to be good if this actually gets enacted. Okay, so I'm going to read some things. This is a letter to the U.S. Congress from. What is it here? 400 and – nope, take that back. Isn't it 600? 626 apparently environmental groups, two of which the Sierra Club and one other one didn't sign off on it. So it was a little right. too extreme for even them. Yes. If you're too extreme for the Sierra Club, <laughs> you're not in this galaxy basically. Yeah, I don't know. So they, they wrote this letter on January 10th to all of the representatives in Congress because even though the government is shut down – and the Congress is still being paid, which is another issue. Uh, they think this is the most important thing happening is. in the world. It absolutely must be. So. You're well, not going to read the whole letter. No, I'm just going to read the, okay. the highlight. Because I, I won't no, be able like, to take it. I'll no, have no. a stroke. The, the, the letter is actually shorter than the number of people who signed off right. on it. Right. <laughs> Believe it or not. They want to halt all fossil fuel leasing, phase out all fossil fuel extraction, and end fossil fuel and other dirty en- energy subsidies. Oh, good. Sounds good, right? That sure. Doesn't actually know, but I know it sounds good to them. Sounds good to them. So, How, by the way, this is this is always my question because their focus, of course, is the first world. Sure. Are we talking about all of the impoverished people no. in the third world? No. Well, I think they us. are. Well, I don't know if they I are mean, or not. If, if, in other words, if this is your goal, then be very plain. What you're telling all of these people who don't have running water or electricity or any of the conveniences of modern life, not even conveniences, even the necessities of modern life, no power to make machines run or factories Correct. operate. Sorry, no fossil that. fuels for you. No coal-fired electricity for you <laughs> because it's dirty. And guess what? It is. It is. It is. No question. But perhaps there's something called a trade-off that they might like to decide, you know what, we'd like our shot at the Industrial Revolution 2 before you tell us we can't have it. Okay, go on. So they want to get rid of the federal government immediately end the massive irrational subsidies and other financial support to fossil fuel and other dirty energy companies such as nuclear, waste incineration, and biomass energy. Hold on, hold on. Did they characterize nuclear as dirty energy? They did. How does that work? Well, it must be the storage of the waste. Yes, exactly. So they're so they're against nuclear, which in terms of emissions is the cleanest source you can get. Correct. Because remember, correct. Remember, solar 
and wind, their oh, two favorites. Hold on, we'll get to that. Okay, because they're not <laughs> clean throughout the entire process. Go ahead. Well, they want to transition power generation to 100% renewable energy. All right. So going back to your point uh, for the third world, I'm getting, as I'm reading this, I'm thinking they want us all to be third world because that's the only <laughs> way this actually makes any sense. And what is the point that we have made before about this, that the notion that we're going to transition off of fossil fuels is literally delusional at this point in time? We must simultaneously ramp up energy efficiency and transition to clean, renewable energy to power the nation's economy. <laughs> oh, that's well, all you say. Right. We well, just do absolutely. it. Absolutely. Obviously, big government's been holding back solar. Right. If that's yes. that's what I'm seeing. From well, you know, big uh, this this, uh, this disdain for subsidies. Does it extend to subsidies for the green boondoggles? Just dirty energy. I get it. Not clean energy. Right. Which is not doesn't exist. But that's what they think. Uh, this this shift will necessitate upgrading our electrical grid to be smart, efficient, and decentralized, with the ability to incorporate battery storage and distributed energy systems that are democratic democratically governed what does that mean <laughs> democratically yeah. governed again energy every sentence system. there is this will require just just make the cha-ching and this will require cha-ching and this will require right and where is all the cha-ching coming from your pocket well that's another yes. topic we'll get to that expand public transportation phase uh, out fossil fuel vehicles so you can't drive your own car. You can only ride the bus. Right. We're which... gonna have the we're gonna have the maglev monorail. It'll take you from California to New York in I don't know if we get the flux capacitor online or maybe the dilithium crystals in less than an hour. It'll be fantastic. Our transportation system must also undergo one hundred percent decarbonization. Oh yes. And they want to phase out all fossil fuel mobile sources by twenty forty or earlier. Excellent. Good plan. Federal credits for electric vehicles must be expanded. Where does that energy come from in your world? (laughs) Where? You can't use coal. You can't use wood. You can't use nuclear. We got, we're going to have the seaweed. Uh, You know, we got those windmills. We're going to build more windmills. Yes. Next, they want to harness the full power of the Clean Air Act. I like harnessing. That's good. (laughs) It reminds me of horses. That's what we'll all be riding. They are not clean energy. That's true. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're not permitted. Congress should harness the full power of the statute by setting strict deadlines and providing adequate funding for EPA to carry out all of its duties under the act. All of its unconstitutional uh-huh. duties that it arrogated unto itself without the approval of Congress, without public notice, without hearings. <laughs> Excellent. We need to harness all of that bureaucratic power. The, Absolutely. The wetland agency at writ large ensure a just just transition led by impacted communities and workers a just transition it is critical prioritized support for communities who have historically been harmed first and most by the dirty energy economy ah, and workers yes. in the energy sector now we're getting into it now we're getting into yes. the favored constituencies who gets the stuff first they somehow think this will provide an economic growth plan by doing this right very, very tracking very similarly to the Venezuelan economic growth plan, but that was on oil, right? And suddenly, that's, that's what bad. went wrong, Chad. <laughs> went with oil, if it had only been soybeans and solar panels, they would have been doing much better. That's the problem; it's never implemented properly. So the last thing they want to do is uphold indigenous rights. Yep. Can't. So do I. I'm making my placards right now. <laughs> 
We vigorously oppose any legislation that rolls back existing environmental health and other protections, protects fossil fuels and other dirty energy polluters from liability. Three, promotes corporate schemes that place profits over community burdens and benefits, including corporate schemes. It's always a scheme. Fossil fuel companies should pay their fair share for damages caused by climate change rather than shifting those costs to taxpayers. Wow, what's that number? Because you know the fair share—they never really tell you what no, that is. It's a hundred percent. It's yeah, it's more. <laughs> it's it's all, more. It's a hundred percent. So four hundred or six hundred eight twenty-six company or yeah, organizations signed off on this. Can I see the letter for a minute? You can. Here's the whole thing. No, because there's one section that I had had read about. Um, blah blah blah. Keep going. Keep talking while I'm looking at this. So I, I'm I was shocked as other people are that there were six hundred twenty-six organizations. Um, and one one pundit suggested maybe if we consolidated them, we could save energy by having less of them out there. I don't know. Maybe that's a possibility. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just looking at, at some of these groups. Okay. Did you look at some of them? Yes. All right. So one of them is – now, this is literally the group. Already devalued and devastated homeowners of Parsippany. <laughs> I assume that's New Jersey, but I don't know that. Okay. Um, Christians for the Mountains. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm for mountains. Can I, I be part of that group? I like mountains. I'm Christian. I'm not opposed to the mountains. Um, let's see. I just like reading some of these. I'm. They've got some interesting names. You get to the bottom, it's all 350 this, 350 that. And I don't know Climate what Action Group of the Unitarian Society of Northampton and Florence. Wow. It's got an international flavor. Wow. Northampton and Florence. Hmm. We've got a lot of people against fracking. That's, of yes, course. Of course there is. Even though. Problematically for them, fracking has actually been the major driver of reducing CO2 emissions. I'm not sure uh, how we... That's a semantic thing. You're getting Don't nasty. gas the Meadowlands Coalition. We're gassing the Meadowlands? Shouldn't we is gas that, the Meadowlands? Have you been to the Meadowlands? Trump, is that one of the, the secret Trump initiatives know, to gas you, the Meadowlands? Have you been to the Meadowlands? Why wouldn't you want to gas it? I don't know. Um, I just want to see if there's any more amusing ones here. Um, what are Hesperian Health Guides? Oh, and the hip hop caucus. They are on the, they are on the cutting edge, baby. <laughs> the hip hop the honeydew advisors. Is that honey literally do. the melon? The melon advisors? I mean I don't know. Is global warming striking a, a death knell to the honeydew growers? To be fair, I can't stand honeydew or cantaloupe. No, here's so the I problem. The less. cantaloupe and honeydew are excellent. You just can't get good. Particularly honeydew. It's impossible. I've, I don't know where it is. Apparently I've never had good honeydew or cantaloupe because I've always found them nasty. I just want to look at a few Not more a of these. Um, hmm. Let's see. Neighbor to neighbor Massachusetts Education Fund. That doesn't really seem like that. That sounds like point. a union. <laughs> yes. There's some sort of, it says, is that North Canton? It's abbreviated gas pipeline toward an equitable, sustainable future. I don't. <laughs> I don't under I don't understand that at all. Then there's the peace action, New York State. Mm. So now we're into like peace. This is like a, it encompasses everybody. It's a it's a rainbow coalition, as uh, Jesse Jackson used to say. Progressive Democrats of America, sure, of course. That makes Progressive sense. Democrats of America, Milwaukee. Oh, there's. So a, we have two. We have the so, sub chapter as sure, well. Sure, Milwaukee. That's uh, obviously known for its the Rachel Carson Council. I don't know who Rachel they, Carson They is. get together and read Silent Spring, right? That oh, was uh, That's Rachel okay. Carson's um, favorite book. <laughs> Great. Let's see. Of course, the Social Justice Commission. Well, of course. That's a uh, given. Let's see. Spotswood Winery. Mm, I wonder. Really? Yeah. Okay. 
the Shoreline Unitarian Universalist Society, oh, something called Show Up Lee. <laughs> Show Up Lee. I, okay. I don't know. Don't know what that um, means. The Trap Rock Center for Peace and Justice. Mm. The Trevor Day School Environmental Club. They're starting early. A day School. Good. Yes. The Whale Guide Project. Is that like a fishing group? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. Because whaling's illegal, isn't it? Upper West Side Recycling. They've got a lot of good groups on here. Oh, yeah. Very impactful. When you read them, you're going, wow, if they said it, I must, I must go along with it. It's just yes. I mean, I, I, the authoritative uh, sources on here are really well, making me I mean, it's, twice. it's all factually based, of course. Everything they put in there is 100% factually based. It's not emotionally based. And I thought there was a section on here, though, where they were – so they're literally against nuclear. That mm-hmm. just doesn't seem very consistent with clean energy. Yeah. I don't think they really know what clean energy is. I mean, when you think about it, solar and wind are not clean energy. You get them cleanly, but you got to store them somehow, which means you got to manufacture batteries, which isn't the cleanest thing to do. So I'm not sure what they think. Well, and here's the thing. Have you noticed in one of their key points? Okay, now, again, they are opposed. Okay, they want, yes, rollback. The no rolling back of existing environmental health and other protections. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got it. Um, you know, they don't want anything protecting fossil fuels. But here's the thing. They're also opposed to technology options such as carbon and emissions trading and offsets. Wait a minute. I thought that was all part of the scriptures of gore. No, that just makes you feel better. You're still doing it. They're supposed to support that stuff. Carbon capture and storage. Well, hold on. You say they're they're supposed to support that stuff. Al Gore is... Old Democratic Party. Ah, did, did you not see what he's he's what occasional now, cortex said he hasn't to Joe Lieberman? Pace. Yes, he has not kept pace. Who dis? New Democrat. Who it's dis? new, right? So even the even what used to be woke sure. is now decidedly well. They're woke asleep. or woke, right? They're they're extra woke. They they they've gone beyond what was woke is now coma. Yes, and now we are correct because you, you, obviously they were too stupid. In the carbon old time. capture and storage, which used to be all the rage among this subset, well, sure. is now not permitted. No, you just can't have any carbonization <laughs> of anything. I mean, you you get those tiny houses and they burn the wood to the Japanese style to keep it from rotting. You can't do that. It makes carbon. Right. You can't do it. Right. So it's it's un- unfortunate. So uh, apparently they're going to need a hundred percent of everyone's money to even approach any of this stuff. And obviously, we're going back to, I would say, pre-industrial revolution yeah. levels, um, at least you know early nineteenth century, if not sooner, to get to any of these levels. I mean, well, the the unequal pigs are going back. Well, <laughs> that's, that might be true, but yes, I mean, once we the, got the, into kerosene, you know, we were into fossil fuels. The more equal green pigs are still going to be flying in their Gulf streams that's to Monaco true. to have important conferences. Well, that is about true. how they can further redistribute the wealth, and that makes me, that makes total sense to me. I, hey, listen, if but I was one special. of the if I was one of the walking on my hind legs green pigs, totally that would absolutely sense. be what I would be pursuing. Well, so this is this is a very uh, understandable plan. Yes. Yes, this we is should the, all get behind this. I mean, and remember, what what I want to wait for is the further um, analysis of the cost, which we, uh, which is sure to be. AOC has assured uh, us 
She's got tippy top masks. Well, did you it see? Doesn't matter. Did you see that AOC on a similar, really on a related issue has has told people unapologetically, you know, that the rich are going to pay more their fair share, and what she is proposing is a upper marginal tax rate beyond seventy percent. Yes. So, for instance, for all of her constituents in New York City, when you add in the state and local taxes, they will be under her utopian plan, which is sure to work. Sure. Uh, they will be paying um, a collective effective tax rate of about 85 percent on oh, their that income. seems fair. Absolutely. Totally fair to me. I mean, I'm sure they will willingly say, let's give it all. Let's give it all. You know, that's right? a good point. I mean, since they're all down with this, why would you even need to wait to be taxed? Why start, even get money? Start Just send it right to the government. Writing those checks. Well, why even write the checks? Just take it. What? I, if I don't see it, I don't miss it, right? If I never see any of my income, I'll never miss it. Wait, hold on. Hold on a second. The government shut down and we're whining that 800,000 people are not getting a paycheck. They've missed a paycheck. But under her plan, people would miss paychecks, like all of them. <laughs> Well, they wouldn't Some really. Confused. No, no, they wouldn't really miss them. They would never have them, right? And they don't. They're not entitled to have them. But you should just work, and that way Listen, we can enact all this. Wouldn't you be willing to work night and day to save the planet? I feel like if this gets enacted, I'm going to have to. Aren't you? No, no, no. I'm not. I don't want to do it, but I'll, I feel like the I'll, I'll be, is left. again. I'll be in my compound in the woods with my. But you won't have any money to build your compound. Oh, sure, I will. I've, I've hoarded my Confederate gold. It's in mason jars <laughs> in the backyard. Mason jars—they're very inert. They will not rust. Uh, exactly. The glass, anyway. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think she's gonna have a hard sell on this one. Uh, I don't. I don't see people. Well, saying, to a certain, you know, more. to an audience beyond. The hive mind, yes. I think it's going to well, be... So her $10 million is where she starts to 70 million, 70% and up. Well, oh, but of course, that's always a, a, a moving threshold. Well, it is. But so how do you sell this to Hollywood? You go to the, the movie oh, stars making $10 million well, there, look, a, a movie. There will clearly be a special exemption for... There must be. ...members of the... If you're a Democratic Party member, you, you're exempted from right. that. I mean, you're, you're part of the high... This only means a The priestly cast will, will yes. be... Understandably so, exempted. Well, of because course, they're part of the people we need yes. to save to civilization. Promote this. Right. <laughs> to promote this and yes. give us entertainment as we're and so they they need that money to spread the gospels. It makes sense to me. It totally makes sense. Yeah. On 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 AOC, did you watch any of her sixty minutes interview, uh, or at least uh, clips, or okay, hear? Is about that it? a serious question? I know you didn't watch. It. Okay, I <laughs> no. I didn't watch it either. I just you know, no any clips that you that stood out to you. Not, no, because all of her clips are the same. I mean, she should. I actually feel some level of pity for her. She should stop talking. Well, didn't she say, I know for a fact Donald Trump is a racist? Yeah. I, I cite no evidence, but well, I know he's a racist. Does she think she's? Th this is some epiphany? In other words, this is a new claim? Well, She's she, discovered this? She also thinks it's not – she doesn't have to be factually accurate. Right. She just has to be morally just. Yes. And as long as right. I'm morally just – Factually accurate has nothing to do with this discussion. Yeah, those those factual accuracies are very overrated. Wow, she and she's going after literally everybody that you can think of. Yeah. If they if they criticize her, she snaps back like I don't know that like she's twenty nine and she thinks that's cool. I wonder I wonder if she will ever be uh, you know rigorously fact checked by the same. Well, she complained. She complained that the oh yes, uh, that's right. Who who keeps taking shots? Washington Post. No, or, or not the Washington Post. No, it was Are one you of kidding? it was one of the. Oh, maybe it was Glenn Kessler, the guy that, that I don't remember who it was, but it was yeah, it was it was him. How dare he? 
And he 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 said, "Whoa, whoa!" He fought back. He goes, "We've documented six thousand times when Donald Trump said, and we've documented you did twenty two. I hardly think we're picking on you." Well, it's uh, not allowed. Does, well, doesn't he know what team he's on? He does, but she's going to snap back at some point and tell him he's wrong. Right. It, whatever. She's she's hilarious because she's so clueless, and I think that's the funny. Well, part. The, the, but the scary thing is, is that she people, could win people take this this lady seriously. Now you could, you know, the, the people could say the same thing about Trump, but I will tell you that for all these rigorous fact checkers who who like to talk about, you know, it's of course, and the the fact checking consists of. Uh, a lot of it, well, that's true, but the minute you read that statement, yeah. you're no longer in the realm of fact-checking. You're just in the realm of making arguments. Sure. So we're just having an argument. Yeah, that was true, but uh, if you read the latest in Time magazine and Paul <laughs> Krugman's latest opinion column, that's really not correct. Yeah, he disagrees with you. Right, so, so that's one of the six... 11 million lies that we've documented. <laughs> so the government's still shut down. This is the longest shutdown on record. Yeah. Yawn. Agreed. Uh, I, I'm not sure. what. Here, here was the one I thought was hilarious. The TSA is calling off and we may be less secure right. going through the airports. No, you may just take longer to get through security. You're no less secure because you weren't secure before. That's my yeah, take. the security theater is going to be uh, closing, closing yep. down, shutting down. They're not going to be able to pat down Norwegian grandmothers coming through. Yep. Please take off your clogs. <laughs> I, I again, I I am completely unfazed, unmoved, uninterested in the the so called government shutdown. It just well, the government it doesn't matter. The government uh, employees it, could not. The government go is to not CES. shut down. The government couldn't go to CES because they were shut down. Right. Oh no. What's going to happen there? The barn swallows, as one of the listeners sent me, the barn swallows in Oklahoma may not be able to breed this year because they need federal funding to create their habitats for breeding. So mm. I don't care. That's a big I don't care. Well, this is all a uh, circle of life, right? Yeah. I, I mean, is, by the way, else. I mean, isn't this part of it? I, I thought well, this, I, is, this is the Darwinian struggle, isn't it? For, yeah, survival of the fittest, but... What did the barn owls do before the federal government came along? Um, I don't know. Obviously, they reproduced because they still exist. So maybe they, they had need... like some I don't know, like some lobbyist that was. Soon we're gonna hear about fish species dying out or crickets, and you go, oh, I don't know why I care. I, I just don't well, know. I don't know why we're again, supporting them in the first if, place. If I am to understand what what they believe, I don't know why this is a problem because this is this is science. Sure. Right. This sure. is how the natural world works. Mm -hmm. Things live and things die. Yep. Governments go, come and come. Governments Unless. Go. Well, I think the difference now is that as of, I don't know, 1987, all of this has occurred because of global warming. So it's no longer permitted. So nothing can die. Everything Whoa. that dies um, is because. Yes. The. The Arctic ice shelf is is melting six times faster than it was in 1980. Right, even though there's large sections that are actually increasing. In yeah, but that doesn't matter because right. we set, we looked at this. There's section, never glaciers. Put a heat lamp on. There's it never been calv calving of glaciers before. No, we've never, never happened. seen this. This is the first time in history since we've ever looked at it that right. it happened. So that that must be what it is. I am. I mean, I am still constructing my panic room because I am becoming increasingly That's, concerned. But it's more about the people coming after you, not. 
because <laughs> you're scared of right. The, well, the no, the you know the mig- the, the migratory hordes after the thousand foot tidal wave, they're going to be displaced and they're coming to my cul-de-sac. So yeah. I am making some minimal preparations. I feel that if there's a thousand foot tidal wave where you live, is not going to be safe. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Well, we'll see. I, I I hope it doesn't happen. But oh, I'm working uh, on my force field as well. Okay, so. I hope it's, that it's works out patent for you. Pending. Let's move on. Uh, so the New York Times had a uh, news story dump on Friday night that apparently, after Trump fired James Comey in May of 2017, the FBI opened an investigation that clearly shows he's been influenced by the Russians. He's been influenced by Putin. And I've got Carl Bernstein to share his thoughts well, on this. Well, it's Carl Bernstein. So no we, more. we know it's secure. You set it up right. We don't know the answers. But what we do know is that Donald Trump has tried to convince us that unless there is some kind of smoking gun, a recording of him in the room with Putin saying, yes, Vladimir, I'll do you bidding, there's been, quote, no collusion. That's nonsense. What this counterintelligence investigation was about, unprecedented. The FBI I agree with is that. not about unprecedented. the state. This is about the most serious counterintelligence people we have in the U.S. government saying, oh, my God, the president's words and action lead us to conclude that somehow he has become a winning, unwitting, or half-winning pawn, <laughs> half-winning, certainly in some regards, uh, to Vladimir Putin. Look. Half witting, unwitting, witting. I've never heard witting used so many times in one sentence. Carl, I feel like Carl is lost. He's turned the corner. If he ever had it, he's lost it. Lost it. He's never had it. Bernstein is an open, maybe Woodward was the calming force on this raging partisan. (laughs) He hasn't lost it. He's doing what he's done for his entire career. He wrote a book that seemed to be very. Oh, (laughs) did it? Yes, very even keeled. Very neutral, very <laughs> empirically rigorous. So, part of what he said there, that these are the the most, something about intelligence there that is so deep, and they think his words and his actions don't match. He went on to talk about the the National Security Advisors don't know what happened to Helsinki because Donald Trump confiscated their notes. Right. They were there. How do they not know? They don't need the just, notes to remember what that was there. I, mean, I just enjoy again. It's it's the it's the Groundhog Day. This this is the bombshell that will bring <laughs> bring it all down. This is like the seventy eight thousandth. No, no, this is it. Yes, this is it. The noose the noose has tightened and it cannot tighten any further. So Comey was right. I wasn't investigating you. Wink, wink. Prior to being fired, but after I got fired, my minions, Andrew McCabe. Decided now, it was time. Okay, and think about this. So the FBI is saying that Donald Trump firing, by the way, which he is entirely every legitimate reason to, yes, entitled to do. Mm-hmm. The minute that he fired their buddy, the obvious conclusion was he's a pawn of Putin. <laughs> Putin wait, did it. <laughs> wait, how, I'm sorry. I, there's some other dots you're going to have to connect for me there. How does that work exactly? Well, Bernstein says he's he's destabilized the United States. Putin has worked through Trump to de. What did he destabilize exactly? What what numerous cerebral cortexes, I believe. <laughs> um, here's and again, like Max Boot. Okay, Max yeah. Boot, who is he's far into the derangement ether, uh-huh, uh-huh. wrote a column about eighteen reasons why Trump might be. I read the first four. Okay, I can't right. Read the first one is literally. 
He has business dealings <gasps> in Russia. You mean international businessman wow. has business dealings in Russia? So, so a billionaire real estate developer has business dealings in Russia. This is highly suspect. Yes. But, but here's the point. We but, don't need money for money. I don't know how many times we can say this. It's just becoming it's, – it's actually boring. If we're going to talk about the 18 reasons why so-and-so, I can literally rattle off 10 right now why Obama – is clearly a Russian stooge. <laughs> Let's see. I'll have more flexibility on when he didn't know he was on the microphone after the election. Russian reset. Let's Let's Russian reset. Why would we be resetting with the most evil, nefarious regime in the world? I don't know. I'm not a smart <laughs> diplomat. Oh, let's see. We're going to, I don't know, annex Crimea and invade the Ukraine. No biggie. What, what happened to, to forestall that? Nothing. Nothing. We're not going to give you missile technology uh, in Europe to actually offset the Russian threat. By the way, who has provided that technology? Putin's alleged mm. chancellor, mm -hmm. the orange Hitler. <laughs> that doesn't seem to make sense. No. Why would we be promoting the explosion of fracking such that we are now becoming the world's dominant oil producer? That would seem to run counter to Russian interests. It's just because we can't see the whole picture. If right. we can see the whole picture, we'd see sure how Putin's this doing is still this. part of the nefarious collusion plot. Putin's plan is to have us make more oil so it destabilizes his economy so when he roars back, he looks better. And let's see. Let's talk about geopolitical allies. Why would we be, again, since Obama was one of the good guys fighting the red menace, number one, mocking Mitt Romney in the presidential debates when he said, Russia is our greatest geopolitical... Ah, you fool! You <laughs> antiquated Cold War buffoon! As all of the smart people laughed. And then... Let's see. What were Obama's primary uh, goals in his foreign policy? Let's see. We're going to prop up Assad, who his secretary of state called a reformer as he <laughs> barrel bombed his own people. And who is Assad propped up by? Um, I, believe I believe it's Putin. And then even better, we're going to funnel money. And we're going to reduce sanctions on, let's see, Russia's client state, Iran. Iran. Mm. Huh. That uh, Did I list 10 things there? You listed a plenty. That and I... seems like a very incriminating profile of someone who is clearly a Russian sock puppet. Yes? Uh, to me, it does. I, it feels like the New York Times, the FBI, Carl Bernstein, and all the other nutbags that he was on reasonable suspicion on CNN. That's the name of the show, Reasonable Suspicion. Okay. Right. They all believe because an international businessman does business internationally that somehow that makes him collusion. I still have yet to hear anything. Yeah, smoking gun? Yes, Carl. I need an actual smoking gun that says something actually well, happened. But here's the thing. I don't – smoking gun, there's there's nothing. There's there not, isn't. There's not a pop gun. There, there's, there's, there's nothing to show. There's not a Nerf Super soaker. Remember, the actual controversy here, the actual scandal is that we now know that the FBI in cahoots with Brennan and Clapper started a counterintelligence investigation against a uh, not then, but at the time, a candidate for president and his party because they were mad that he fired Comey. And the entire basis for this counterintelligence investigation, which, of course, 
is really a criminal investigation in search of a crime was that Steele dossier. Mm -hmm. They have never come up with a single other reason why those initial FISA warrants were taken out against Carter Page, who has not been charged with anything. And the entire goal was to monitor Donald Trump. And then what happened was the first goal was we need to prevent this guy from becoming president. How are we going to do that? Well, we're going to doctor up this dossier, hide the fact that it's completely funded. And again, and we have said this over and over, you hear the media repeating lie. Oh, it's funded also by the Republicans. No, it wasn't. The Republicans were looking for things on Trump during the primaries. Not a single Republican dollar funded that dossier. That was entirely Hillary Clinton and the DNC through Fusion GPS, laundered through Perkins Coey, and they lied about it. They never disclosed that to the FISA court, and they repeatedly got four different FISA applications solely on the basis of that farcical piece of fiction, which... That they knew was fiction. Which, lest, lest we need be reminded, since we're so focused on Russians was entirely sourced through anonymous Kremlin sources. <laughs> um, that sounds a lot like... Russian collusion? Well, that sounds... Yes. And isn't that exactly what Russians would do? Yes, I think Funnel, so. counterintel, psyops... Infra- I mean, it's ridiculous. It it, the whole thing is ridiculous. Well, earlier in that clip from Bernstein, he said that Michael Flynn has been shown to collude with Russia. He has. I, that's what I was thinking. What, I, where, I thought where was he's that? been shown Paul Manafort to... was colluding with Russia. Mm, but, gee, no. inconveniently, that's not in the indictment. No, it's interesting. You know this for fact, even though it's not in evidence anywhere that these things happened. Okay. You, you're just making stuff up. Go back to the FISA court for a second. I don't know if we've ever discussed this. If all the information that they've obtained since getting the FISA warrants was based on no evidence to get the FISA warrants. Is that not tainted? Because it's an illegal... I mean, I, I know yes. we're talking... So any of those warrants obtained without actual evidence of any kind should not have accumulated anything. So anything for Flynn, for whatever, that they came from that should not be applicable in a court of law. We all know the Steele dossier. It's very. It's been out there. And the guy that produced the dossier was fired by the FBI for lying to the FBI, which they then failed to tell the FISA court they had done that while still relying on the dossier mm-hmm. and his credibility in seeking subsequent FISA warrants. So if, if it's now out there that that happened, why has nobody brought that as a defense? Why has Flynn not brought that up as a defense? You can't prosecute me on something that you obtained well, illegally. We, we've talked about, because first of all, Flynn isn't being prosecuted, wasn't prosecuted. He was prosecuted for, for lying to the FBI, but they had tapes that were obtained because of FISA warrants. Well, no, actually, those tapes were not, I don't think those, ta- maybe they were, but those aren't the FISA warrants at issue. They okay. were prior ones, yes, okay. because they are they are always monitoring communications from foreign nationals Correct. as part of their intelligence gathering operations. No, the, we know why Flynn did this. I mean, again, Flynn pled guilty to lying to the FBI, okay? So we have to take him at his word, and he clearly misled Pence when he talked to him. But again, not a crime. Not a crime as the incoming national security advisor to talk to Russians, Klingons, whoever it may be. That's part of his job. And they had a transcript. They entrapped him by basically saying, hey, we want to do a buddy-buddy interview with you. Eh, No need for counsel. We just want to talk about this stuff with you. And (laughs) essentially, I believe the reason that that Flynn pled guilty and also 
I have to emphasize this. I want to see the 302 mm-hmm. that is missing you from the that. other interviewer it's because not... they both said, apparently, we don't think he's lying. That conclusion apparently changed at some point when people like Sally Yates got involved and started talking about, you know, prosecuting him under the. Well, how can it change? You filed the 302. You filed the document that says, I don't think he lied. You can't change that later and say, without well, further I'm not evidence, sure whether, I think he lied. I'm not sure whether that explicit conclusion is in 302, because the 302 is just basically a summary. Okay. But they had said, when asked, we don't think he lied. Okay. I'd like to know what amazing event took place to alter that conclusion by the original investigating agents, one of whom was Peter Strzok, who hates Donald Trump with every fiber of his being. We've seen those texts, yes. So the reason that Flynn pled guilty, in my view, is because he was strong-armed into doing so because Mueller had threatened his son with an indictment and also had bankrupted him. Correct. But that doesn't – it still goes back to if if this was obtained illegally – you can't use it as evidence against somebody if it wasn't. Well, but who are the people that are going to make that call? DOJ. Well, the yeah. very people. That's the thing. The gatekeepers are corrupt here. Yeah. DOJ is well, up to its any neck judge in this. see that go. Well, that's what I, that's what on. I want to know is how a FISA judge be bright enough to how a FISA out. judge because the most important part about this is when they are attesting to the reliability of Flynn and we've talked about this he is irrelevant he is not the source right when you go seek a FISA warrant the same way you're seeking any kind of warrant from a judge you have to tell the judge the guy that is supplying the information which remember in this case is a bunch of anonymous Russians. Right. We don't even know if these people exist. So if you go to a judge they and say, listen, don't. listen, the guy that is funneling this information, he's great. We've worked with him before. He's watched a lot of Mission Impossible movies. He's <laughs> MI6. He knows all sorts of people he's in MI4. England. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> he drives a Jag. He is the best. Yeah. The judge has to automatically say, I don't care. I don't care that you're vouching for him. I want to know who is who is providing the information. I need to know whether they are reliable. Oh, well, that's just a bunch of disembodied Russians Names that we can't identify right now. Huh? No, <laughs> sorry. No FISA warrant for you. Could they go back to the FISA court? Could the Trump Justice Department go back to the FISA court and say, we'd like to rescind those? Because they were obtained illegally. We'd like to present evidence that this was obtained. I, I don't without... know procedurally how that would work. I mean, once it's sort of like the barn door thing. I mean, once that's happened and yeah. the court has made that determination, you can't you can't undo well, that. Can you say these were obtained without sufficient proof? There should be nothing that, f- that followed from them to be legally used against Yeah, anyone. but I mean, it's too late. I mean, the, the, yeah. it's too late to do that. The, the damage has already been done. That was... See, if I was a judge, I would sit there and go, you didn't get which you needed to get to get to this point. Of course not. That should be thrown out. Whatever you bring to me is thrown out. Mueller, and, and, throw it out. And it certainly the second time when they've brought nothing new. Yeah. And and they're multiple, I'm going to say lies, at a minimum misrepresentations. They're relying on a Yahoo article by Michael Isakoff, who is referencing Steel. the dossier. So it's this like <laughs> continuous feedback yes. loop. Like, Reprinting oh, because the FBI is saying, hey, by the way, we have other independent news sources that have other information. Well, no. Isakov has admitted, no, it's exactly the same information, and we wanted you to publish it because we leaked it to you so you could publish it so we could tell the court that there's new information. See, it's crazy. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. I, I don't know where this is ever going to show me anything that makes me think this is real other than the wasted years and 
it, people's okay. lives. It is it is a complete and utter lie. Yeah. And the reason we know this is because this has now been ongoing for three years. And with the a million leakers that are just avidly attempting to destroy Donald Trump. Again, if you want to try to convince me that if they had something, this would not have been splashed across the front page of the New York Times, the Washington Post, and caused everyone at MSNBC to have an orgasm as they put this on the news every night. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There is nothing. There is absolutely zero. So everybody tells me Bob Mueller's an honest guy. Everything I needed to know about Bob Mueller, whether I don't care who's vouching for him, was when he stocked his team with hyperpartisans uh, from the get-go. But are hyper-partisan, they qualified hyperpartisans? Oh, they may be eminently qualified. <laughs> They're also completely unable to serve in an unbiased way. And he tainted his investigation because nobody looking at that team would conclude this is a fair open, high-integrity investigation. So whether he thinks that these people are the best and whether he thinks that they can put aside the fact that they've previously represented Hillary Clinton, (laughs) previously represented the guy who was involved in smashing and hiding Hillary's emails, previously been Democratic lobbyists, whether he thinks that they can set all that aside, no skilled veteran prosecutor would say, yeah, that's the look I want when I go before the nation and say, you need to rely on the honesty, integrity, and neutrality of this investigation. So the fact that he did that immediately says to me, he's not interested in doing anything other than putting Donald Trump's pelt on a wall. But he's, it's bipartisan because isn't Bob Mueller a Republican? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. He's a Republican. <laughs> so is Jen Rubin. So, oh, yeah. so was Max Boot. Oh, yeah. yeah. So is Bill mm. Crystal. Huh, mm. they all love Trump, don't they? Mm. Yeah, maybe bipartisan doesn't mean what it used to mean. I'm not really sure. I think that 302 that you're missing was on Hillary's server. That's my guess. That's, you'll never find yeah. it because it's gone. It's gone. Uh, we wanted to do some follow-up for the Chargers. Did they? Is that still a football team? I don't know whether the Chargers actually played a game this past weekend. I heard someone, there was a game in New England, but I'm some, not sure who it was Some imposters against. wearing Chargers laundry showed up what was Gillette. the? What did they keep putting on the screen? That the Patriots had more first downs than the Chargers had plays? In the first half, yes. Yeah, that's... That, that so, doesn't win games that way. So here's... <laughs> this, is the, this is the official postmortem. <laughs> okay, there's a, there's a number of factors that went into play here. First of all, I said this to one of my buddies, that Bill Belichick versus the Chargers coaching staff was, you know, Bugs versus Yosemite Sam. Um, from the beginning, the Chargers, I think, first of all, you know, much has been made of the fact that they've been road warriors this year, and they have. They've basically, first of all, they're playing in a home stadium that's a road stadium, and then they have been everywhere. Mm-hmm. They've gone on the road. They've beaten the Chiefs. They've gone on the road. They've beaten the Steelers. Mm-hmm. They beat the Ravens. And I do think that it hurt them to have to play the Ravens, the most physical team in the NFL, basically two of the last three weeks leading into a rested, prepared Patriots team. Sure. So that was one of the problems. But the bigger problem, problem of their own making. Well, sure. Okay. I mean, and then they're they're also doing the. We then went to the East Coast, played the Ravens, went back to the West Coast. Why did they go back? Why didn't they? Ah, uh, because apparently that they couldn't. All the stuff they needed to set up for their like film technology, they couldn't make that happen quickly enough. Oh. So they went back. Then they had to fly back, which is basically 10 a.m. For, on their time, and play this game. So that's difficult. But here's the deal. I've said this before about the Chargers. 
They have a lot of good guys at various skill positions. Phillip Rivers None is, of them are offensive line. Their offensive line stinks. Mm-hmm. And it has stunketh, mm-hmm. verily, forsooth, for every season that Phillip Rivers has played. Oh, maybe it stunk a little less a few years. They were okay when they had LT. But, but every single year, he has been behind a completely substandard offensive line. They improved this year in the run game with Pouncey. Pouncey was a vast upgrade at center, and they ran it much better because he could get to the second level, and, the, and their guards are better. Their guards are um, an embarrassment. 28 hurries. Mm. 28 hurries by a team that does not have a dominant defensive line. Yeah. But Bill Belichick is smart enough to know, hey, huh, seems like the Ravens, by playing cover zero and blitzing the wazoo out of them, completely overran them. Maybe I'll do that too. <laughs> Until they get, an, give you an example, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. Tom Brady, let's see, uh, oh, Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, all playing behind top 10, and all of them, except I think maybe for Rodgers, behind top five offensive lines. Do you know what Phillip Rivers' offensive line was rated for pass protection? 32. Yes. No, actually, it's not 32. It's 30. Who's so, worse? I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know who's worse. <laughs> it's, a, it's a close contest for the toilet. Wow. So they have a Hall of Fame caliber pocket passer, and they have a 30th-ranked offensive line. And do you think... Why is it that every team they play that is a dominant defensive line or is tactically smart enough to blitz the crap out of them basically turns Phillip Rivers into a pinata? They can't block. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. And then the second problem is that Gus Bradley, who's actually a good defensive coordinator, somehow couldn't figure out that, let's see, if I keep playing my standard zone defense against Tom Brady and allow him, and, and by the way, Brady was not touched. I'm not using that metaphorically. He was literally not touched in that game until late in the third quarter when someone might have grazed his jersey. Mm -hmm. If you're going to let him stand in the pocket and throw eight-yard out patterns, not out patterns, dump-offs to his backs so that every down is second and one, Mm -hmm. they're going to destroy you. And Tony Romo, who was announcing the game by the second series after the Patriots had marched like Sherman marching to the sea up and down the field, (laughs) said, you know what? Gus Bradley has got to go to man-to-man. You've got to get up on the line. You've got to – and look, you're going to risk getting beaten over the top. Fine. You're giving them chunk plays for free, mm-hmm. and they're going to do this to you all day. And they that bend but don't break defense. They didn't. They didn't make a single adjustment. I mean, they were no. humiliated. Well, they looked. They looked like world beaters against the Ravens the week before. Yeah, there's a little bit of a like, difference between oh, I, Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady. There is. Yeah, Lamar Jackson is not the second coming of bad quarterbacks. So, but here the 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 still fundamental problem and they will never get to the Super Bowl unless Tom Telesco fixes this, is they have Feeney, Schofield, their two guards, and Tevy. There were, there were multiple plays in that game where Tevy literally was looking, he looked like a bowling pin as he got knocked backwards on his butt, mm-hmm. sometimes crashing into rivers. Other times the defender then just stepped over him and smashed into rivers. Those three guys have to go. They, I don't know whether it's free agency. I mean, they haven't done well either in the draft. Forrest Lamp, who was supposed to be the best offensive lineman by universal acclaim 
in the draft two years ago. He tore his ACL. Of course, the Chargers. This guy had never been injured. First play of OTAs, tears his ACL, right? <laughs> but he's healthy, yeah. and he's not in. No. So I have no idea Maybe what's going on good. with that. Well, that's a scary thought because if he's not better than the two guys that they have playing guard right now, then that's a that's a bust of epic proportions. I don't disagree with you. Either get a line or just basically tell Philip Rivers, listen, buddy, we're sorry, but you're going to remain a pinata for the remainder of your career. Keep slinging it out there. Take the hits. The other thing I thought about, honestly, watching that game. Mm-hmm. They take for granted that Phillip Rivers is indestructible. Mm-hmm. The guy has he not missed a, a lot. He has not missed a start in his career. Mm-hmm. Okay, he played against the Patriots in the AFC Championship game in 2007 with a torn ACL. Mm-hmm. But he, one of these days, he's 37. Mm-hmm. He's going to get blasted for the 13th time, it's and over. he's not going to get up. It's over. And then we go to uh, Gino, mm-hmm. which is the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. So. Is it- I mean, Actually, Gino's not awful, but they're not. He's not good. With Gino at the helm, they're like a three-win team. <laughs> Ask the Jets. I, I actually think <laughs> I would love to be able to do an alternate universe experiment because I actually believe that Philip Rivers has done more with less in terms of the amount of pressure he's under to throw the ball than almost any quarterback in history. And I would say that if you switched him out with any of the guys that are considered elite in this league, they would be equally demolished. Mm-hmm. Other than okay, other than maybe Rodgers and Mahomes, because mm-hmm. those guys can at least scramble out of the pocket. I would say Mahomes. I don't think Rodgers is a scrambler. Well, Rodgers Rodgers is pretty nimble. He can get out of the pocket and throw mm-hmm. on the run. Okay. But you put Brady Every back play? there. No, but if you put Brady, Breeze, <laughs> oh, Roethlisberger, please. it's going. It will devastated. be a similar. In fact, well, yeah. they're going to do worse. Well, I think Brady would definitely do worse. Well, know. because Rivers releases the ball faster, and that's, that's part of the problem. They've gotten used to him playing ridiculously well under these terrible offenses. It's like, well, we don't need to fix anything. Yes. He's a top-five passer. Yes. But Could you maybe give the guy three seconds to throw the ball? Maybe. Well, the only play I saw that looked good was when they beat the coverage in that first touchdown for the, for the yeah, Chargers. And, that and was it. That was actually he had a pocket. He stepped up, and he threw a 43-yard touchdown. Yeah. The rest of the game. The rest of it was him getting smashed in the face by various people busting through the line. Now, my wife is a Patriots fan, and even she came in and said, why are you still watching this? I said, because I don't know. I don't know why I'm watching it, because it's bad. If the Patriots had wanted to, they could have scored 70 points. Uh, It was 35 to 7 at halftime. They easily could have. They just didn't bother. Didn't matter to them. I, I thought when the Patriots marched down the field and took half the first quarter, and the Chargers came back and scored right away, I still felt like the Chargers were behind. Oh, absolutely. I'm like, you can't. Well, and you know what? You can't That's another sort of Belichick in your face because the, the conventional wisdom is everybody defers on the kickoff. Yeah. So Romo noted this. He's like, that's interesting. Yes, Belichick takes that. a kick. And you know what it was? It was, we're going down the field on you. There's nothing you can do to stop us. You're completely no. impotent. And we're going to demonstrate right now that this game is over. Yeah. And that's exactly what they did. So I'm a Chiefs fan this week. I don't know about you. As am I. Not because I really... I don't hate the Patriots. I do. I'm just tired of the Patriots. I've uh, they've Dude. won 12 of the last 13 AFC East. Now, as somebody told me today, yes, I'd like to play the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Bills every every season because I'd win 12 championship 10 division championships. They make the playoffs every year because they beat crap. They get six wins every year from garbage. Yeah, although, I mean, and I I agree somewhat with that, but look, the reality is every division goes through periods where they stink, okay? 
Thir- the, 12 years? I mean, in other words, take a look at some of the teams that the Steelers have had to face Agreed. in the intervening years. The when Steelers you, have always had one other team in the division. When you're rolling over the Browns and the Bengals four times a year, Correct. right? And well, the Ravens, I mean, the Ravens are usually at least, they're, they're usually not worse than mediocre, but they even went through stretches there where they were not that good. The last couple of years, uh, prior to this year, I will say that I think every division, every other division I can think of has at least one other team in the division who at least challenges the winner. At least occasionally. Occasionally. That's probably true. The AFC East, it's the Patriots and who's going to try to come in second and get a wild card, if even possible. Because I mean, there, there were a couple years, you know, when Parcells was, was, was with the Jets. You know, the Jets were decent. They had a good defense. But that but, was before the Patriots were the Patriots. When, yeah, it is amazing. They are, they are now in their eighth consecutive AFC championship correct. game. Eight, think about that, folks. Eight consecutive AFC championship games. Eight. But to your point, and look, this is, they are properly rewarded for winning their division yes, every year. That means they have to win one home game, mm-hmm. and they're in the AFC Championship game. Yes. That is what has happened for the last eight years. Yes. They get two weeks of rest. Belichick goes into his catacomb and, you know, whips up his game plan, and then they can come out fresh, rested, and they got to win one game at their home stadium, which I think they were unbeaten this year and, in fact, 15, are 15-0. Now yeah. they're now 16-0, and 0, so they're almost – they're virtually unbeatable there. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's incredible – and but they set themselves up for this every oh, yeah. season. Uh, it would be very would have been very interesting had the Steelers not fallen off a cliff. They were ahead of the Patriots for the second seed. The Patriots would have had to play in Wild Card Weekend. That hasn't happened in a long time. Well, and I time. think I think in the last seven games on the road in the playoffs, they're three and four. Yeah, and so they are the they are week. a very different team. So who do you think is going to win that game? Chiefs. Oh, I, I don't think the Patriots defense is good enough to stop Mahomes. Watching Mahomes Saturday night. Now, again, he was playing against the Colts, and I think the Colts overachieved their well, skill level. No, I, don't, I think the Colts also really kind of wet the bed. I, I was Did very they play su- defense too? No, that's the it. thing. What I was very surprised by is how inept their offense was. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I didn't think that the Colts were going to stop the Chiefs. No. But I thought that Andrew Luck, the way that offense had been playing, the way they had been running – um, you know, and the way he had been throwing. Weren't, weren't the Chiefs the 32nd defense? Well, yeah, but it's 31st, a little, that's a little bit deceiving. because if Well, you, they weren't in the top 10. No, they're, <laughs> the thing is, they're, they're sort of a bipolar defense. Sure. Their defensive line is a, one of the best lines in the league. Correct. So, I mean, they've got, with, with Ford and Houston, uh, and uh, who's the other guy that's really, really good, whose name is escaping me. He actually he got snubbed in the Pro Bowl. He's fantastic. Their line can pressure quarterbacks. It's the back end of their defense that's been a problem. The other thing that I didn't know, and I just saw this the other day, at home, their scoring defense was giving up 16.9 points per game. Pretty good. So they're a much different defense at home. Mm-hmm. I still didn't think that they would be able to prevent the Colts from scoring 28 points in that game. And, and they, they, they just completely stuffed them. If you noticed, all four winners from last week didn't even – I mean, the, take that back. The Eagles got close. And the Cowboys got close, but never really were dominant. And I, I, I think, think that rest that, has something to do with I it. I agree with you. I think the Chiefs are going to finally put their demons to rest here, but I do think it's going to be a very close game. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're going to have to score 35 points to win that game. Do you think they can? Absolutely. I, th- I, I mean, think they can, yeah. Now, again, you know, weather's going to play a factor. Sure, turnovers, be... you know, turnovers, no, it... of course, in any game, if they turn the ball over, no, that's, yeah, then well, that's they're rough, in trouble. Yeah. I think the biggest problem for the Patriots, because they, 
the Chiefs went up and down the field on them when they played earlier. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill has absolutely shredded them. Mm-hmm. So I think job one for Belichick is going to be, and this is what he's known for, although I had to laugh because, you know, Brian Billick uh, <laughs> made a comment. He's like, yeah, you know, Bill Belichick is the first coach in NFL history who's ever figured out what we need to do is stop their best offensive weapon. <laughs> it's amazing sure. how he's figured that out. Nobody else knew that. However, in terms of scheming to do that, he's the best. Mm-hmm. He's going to figure out we can't give up chunk yardage plays to no. Mahomes. No. We cannot let them go down the field you know, in two shots. Mm-hmm. Um, keep it in front of them. They know they're going to score. I think mm-hmm. Belichick has already resigned to the fact that they have too many athletes, and the problem for them and with every team with Mahomes is – it doesn't matter if you pressure him in the pocket because he's going to run out of the pocket yeah. and then he's going to do one of his rubber-armed Gumby side-armed lasers that he throws 30 yards wherever. Um, so he is a he is a unique problem for them, but I think it's going to be very similar. It's going to be we're going to control the ball. We're going to run the ball with Michelle. We're going to march down the field on these long drives. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be able to get to Brady. That's going to be the key. Mm-hmm. Can the Chiefs D-line, and it's a very good one, put interior pressure on Brady so that he can't stand back there and do what he did to the Chargers? Supposedly, the Chargers with Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa were going to be able to do that. They that was not. a complete fizzle. They, did not. they didn't get close to him. <laughs> they didn't even look like they were in the same field. If the Chiefs can't pressure him, it's going to be a back-and-forth you know, it's 21-14, it's 24-21, yeah. it's 30. I still think the Chiefs managed to win because at the end of the day, they have so many superior athletes on the field that sometimes doesn't matter how well you scheme, mm-hmm. you just can't cover them. And I think that's what you're going to see. That's what I hope to see. I do not want to see the Patriots in another Super Bowl. I can't. I can't stand having two more weeks of that garbage. <laughs> so who is going to win the Rams and well, the Saints? Let's go back a second. So Nick Foles... Apparently only played one quarter yesterday. Apparently after the first quarter he took him out. Is that what you saw? Yeah. So, I mean, look, I actually think the Saints are the better team. And that became... Well, they were the second seed. They yeah, should be the better team. Well, they win. They, win thir- they, won, they win. they won 13 games, yeah. right? And the, and and the Eagles were a sixth home. seed, so they should have been. Um, and the Eagles still were dealing with, you know, their defense. I mean, they got better as the year went on, but they were still plugging in people. And they were their secondary was decimated. Um, you know, Fletcher Cox got hurt there for a while. I don't know whether he was close to 100 percent at the end of that game. I don't know if he was. At the However, uh, the Eagles had a chance to basically step on their neck in the first quarter. And they, let I, I think there were two key plays early in that game. Because the Saints were completely discombobulated. Oh, yeah. I mean, they came out Breeze and looked, looked out of sorts. They completely. looked terrible. Mm-hmm. Foles throws that bomb. They score again. And then this was a key play. If you remember, do you watch the whole game? Mm-hmm. The Saints, to get the ball back, they're down 14 nothing. They're deep in their own end. And they, they like, two first plays do nothing. So they're at third and 13. And you're thinking, holy moly, they're going to have to punt again. Mm-hmm. And... Jernigan gets a taunting penalty. I know. Because they stuffed like Kamara in the backfield. Mm-hmm. I forget. I'm thinking, are you first kidding? Down. First of all, that penalty is in. There should be no taunting penalties in professional football. You're not mad it's enough not to deal with They care. Oh, Who cares? You oh. shut them up by blocking them into oblivion and winning the next series. Yes. Taunting. He's being mean. He's, He's standing being over mean. me make, saying words. But. Nevertheless, since you know that is a penalty, what? That, that the defensive line for the Eagles did not use their brain. Go back to your position and 
Get in your stance for the next play. Pretend. Pull your shirt down. Pretend that you've done this before. Yeah, you might so do it again. That got them out of a huge hole. Mm-hmm. And you know, then the other the other obvious turning point was because Foles did sort of a heat check when he threw that. And by the way, it was a great play by Lattimore to get that interception. Yeah, because they were still up fourteen nothing. They were driving well, it went through again. Jeffrey's hands. No, that's, no, no, no. I'm talking game. about the oh, first one. Okay, yeah. Because the first one, they're still up 14 nothing. They're driving again, yeah. and then he throws it to Ertz on the sideline, yeah. and Lattimore, make, he underthrew it. Right. But he makes a really good play to rip it away. Yeah. Here's the thing. Tell me you were not thinking after the Saints missed that field goal well, to sure. keep it within six. Here we go again. Well, I was thinking, I, I know people want to second guess um, Doug. What's his, Peterson? Peterson. Want to second guess him for not taking the 10-yard holding penalty when they uh, fake punt when they yeah. get the first down? Every coach you know would have take, sent him to fourth down and have him yeah. punt. You're not going to get Nobody would have expected you to, to well, I think at they, midfield run in a mid. I actually think they should have expected a little bit that Peyton was going to try something he like that. He did in the Super Bowl. He yeah. did an onside kick in the Super Bowl. Right. So that's a little bit. But you're right. Nobody is giving them an extra down. No, not not Drew Brees. You're not giving yeah. Drew. So every coach you know would have called the same sequence. You should have been prepared for a fake punt, especially fourth and one, but you weren't. But you still would have called it. Yes, I was thinking at the end, okay, here we go again. And they were building it up like Foles has done this before, blah, 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 blah. Jeffrey, it's just already through his hands. And I don't know if that would have won the game or not. Well, no. Oh, clearly, but, they still had to go uh, 30 yards, but, but and that defense had pretty much stymied them the whole second half. I started – I was a little behind, so I was fast-forwarding on the commercials. I fast-forwarded when there was two minutes and four seconds left. I thought, they're going to the two-minute warning. I'll come back to the other side and get the play. They threw the interception. Why did you rush that play, Doug? Why? Well, wait. Why are you blaming Peterson? What do you mean, why did he rush that play? Tell him to hold the ball. There was – 15 seconds left on the play clock. Hold it till a two-minute warning. You're, you're taking- Wait, but are you saying then the interception wouldn't have happened? I don't know if it would have happened or not. It would have been on the other side of the two-minute warning. You wouldn't have to rush. I feel like they were rushing to get up to the line, throw the ball, and get into position. No, I, I, don't, I don't think they were rushing at all. I mean, he was wide open on a slant. He threw him the he ball. He still could have dropped it. It just felt like it was like they were they were running out of time and they had to get the playoff. It just didn't feel set. Uh, see, I don't I don't think that had anything to do with it. I don't think they rushed the play. It was it was a good play, it was a good throw and one of their best and But I think it was still a bad decision because well, you're still leaving ex- No, I agree you score then you'd have extra time I agree left with for you that in Why terms, do that? In terms of clock management, um, you know, they're probably Again, you don't know how long it's going to take you. No idea. I, I think you can't well, really second guess. Thirty yard line with two minutes. And here's the thing, they were getting nowhere against that defense. So yeah. I think Peterson is thinking to himself, "Listen, until we're maybe down to you know, like if we're if we're first in goal, then we can start thinking about you know again. All right, let's see what we're going to do with the clock. If but they've been driving that that drive. What it started there twenty. Well, I think that? it was only I don't know if I don't remember if there was a penalty in that drive. They there basically had two completions. He threw yeah. like a twenty yarder to Ertz up the middle. That was a good throw. They also got away from the run after the first quarter. They yeah, but they could they couldn't run. run. I mean, that was just one of those. Jeffrey catches that ball a thousand times out of a thousand. Mm-hmm. He's been great for them, and he just he just work. went right through his hands. Boom! Right through. End of that. Uh, Cowboys Rams. The better team won. That ge- yeah, but you know what? That game surprised me a little bit. Not because – now, I think I got all of my picks wrong because, of course, I picked all the underdogs, which never <laughs> happens, but whatever. Not um, even one. But I was surprised at how easily the Rams just ran all over them. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, C.J. Anderson looked like the second coming of Earl Campbell. He looked like Otis Anderson in the 80s with the Giants. Yeah. That guy has been released by, what, four other teams? He he looked like he couldn't be stopped, and they didn't seem to be able to stop him, did they? It was – that was amazing to me. The Rams have more talent. Uh, uh, yeah, but by here, far. The other thing that – okay, I saw what the Bears' defense did to the Rams. Mm-hmm. Now, again, maybe that was a one-off. They're playing in cold. Chicago. Yeah. It was cold. Goff doesn't like the cold. They're now at home. I I was just very surprised at how easily – the Cowboys have a good defense, and they got shredded. And it wasn't through the air. It was because Gurley and Anderson ran for, like, what, 250 yards? They couldn't stop them. They couldn't stop. Go back to the Eagles for a second. Jim Schwartz never deviated from rushing four against Breeze. He had seven in coverage, and here's the kicker. They weren't stopping them. So why have seven in coverage if you're not stopping Well, the him? other thing is, you know, Schwartz is known for blitzing all the time. That's his thing. That's what I understand. That's what he does. Well, I think he he probably rightly concluded, Breeze gets the ball out too fast. He, he's going to burn us. In the first quarter, it was working, though. Well, it was. Here's the thing. You can't really blame their defense. They gave up 20 points to the Saints at home. I think that is close to 14 under their average. Sure. So sure. the defense didn't lose that game for them. Okay. So Rams caught... Cowboys, it was a result we expected. I'm picking the Rams over the Saints. Repeat. I, I know the Saints won the first time, but it yeah. was a close game. And I think well, now it's going to be in New Orleans, so it could be a factor as it was yesterday yeah, for the Eagles. You know, that's a, that is a tough game to pick because I still – I mean, Breeze played pretty well after the first quarter. He still is not playing to the level that he was earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, I think – I think the Saints, when they're let's put it this way, I think the Saints, when they're playing well on both sides of the ball, have a better team than the Rams. The Rams have a lot of names. Mm-hmm. Okay, Aaron Donald's the best lineman, best defensive player in the league. You know, they got a lot of stars in their secondary, Akib Talib, all that. But I actually think the sum of the parts for the Saints is better. Um, I think they've been together longer and they've more gelled a little bit better. Yeah, same um, coaching staff for a long time. I, I think I'm picking the Saints. I'm picking the Rams. I'm picking the Chiefs. So I think it's so you think it's going to be Rams Chiefs. I think it's going to be Saints Chiefs. I think it's going to be Rams Chiefs part two, and I think the Chiefs will win this time. I think the Chiefs are going to win too. I think the Chiefs are going to win it. Uh, that validates maybe Andy Reid's career as a coach. Um, not that you know. I think McVay's got time. Uh, I think Andy Reid. Well, is, the Rams aren't going anywhere. Don't seem to be. So that's a good thing for them. I, that's my pick. I don't know. I, I do not want the Patriots in any way, shape, or form <laughs> ever. I never want to see them in a playoff game again. Um, well, I think we will know pretty early in that game. Like here's here's the other thing about the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid is probably the best scripter of plays for the first series of games in NFL history. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs come out. And they just they just storm down the field. Right. It's like twenty yard completion here, jet sweep, reverse, mad, you know, gimmickry there, and next thing you know, they've scored because he he a lot of coaches do this. Sure, he's brilliant at that. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs better come out and look like we're rolling on offense because if it if it turns into Chiefs three and out, Tom Brady takes the ball for eight minutes. Mm. Uh oh. Well, my concern is let's say the Chiefs get up big. And then Andy Reid's sphincter starts to tighten and goes, "Uh-oh, I'm up." You know but what? He's not up enough. I don't think. I think he's learned. Uh, I think he's learned from that. 
And look, they're playing the Patriots. Okay, everyone remembers the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Okay, can't let off the there, gas. There's not going to be an and and Mahomes with Mahomes back there. They're going to keep slaying. They don't they don't know how to play any other way. Well, they shouldn't. And I think Andy needs to get out of his own way sometimes and say, let this guy do what he does instead of trying to call a two yard slant that is no going yeah, nowhere. And, and the other <laughs> the other interesting chess match will will be. Can Belichick bait Mahomes into throwing yes. some picks? Yes, because he will. You know, because he relies on his arm, and mm-hmm. I can fit it in there. And is he going to be able to fool him into throwing into some coverages where he they're going to get some turnovers? He, the Colts did that once on him. I mean, if the Colts can do it, I believe Belichick can do it, even with his talent. So that's my pick: Chiefs over the Rams uh, in the Super Bowl. And I think they played before, and the Rams won. We'll see what happens. I, I would actually like Andy Reid to get a Super Bowl. That, yeah, I, like I don't Andy dislike. Reed. I like Andy Reid. I don't I mean he's never been my coach, but I don't dislike the guy. I think he's a good guy. He deserves a win at once, right? Right. And plus, if they win this year, then they're not going to win two in a row. So that means the Chargers will uh, <laughs> will come out of the AFC <laughs> again, assuming assuming that they find some functional offensive lineman. I predict Philip Rivers will end every season like he's ended every season at this point as a loser. He will never win a Super Bowl because he will never get to a Super Bowl. That's my prediction. They, you know, everyone has been saying this is Not it. because he's a bad quarterback. No, well, everyone's been saying, you know, this is it. This is his bad. This is not his last chance. Theoretically, their team should be better next year. Should be. Because the other thing that I didn't mention about that game, and it wouldn't have made a difference at all, Literally, their entire linebacking core was a mash unit. Mm-hmm. They, they had nobody left. You know, everyone was lauding Gus Bradley, and it was brilliant against the Ravens. But part of the reason they were playing seven defensive backs is because they had no linebackers that were healthy. Fair enough. Fair nobody. Enough. I agree. Kazir White, Jatavis Brown, Perryman, all on IR. They're all, they're all out. And so, what do you do then? But You're so stuck. here's the thing. Their defense, despite the fact that they were completely emasculated by the Patriots, was was a good unit this year. Bosa did not look like the same guy coming back from that foot injury no. all year. I we think missed Bo- so many games. Well, that's I what I mean. Was... Bosa will be fully healthy, and when Bosa Hopefully. is fully healthy, he is really good. Sure. If they get all their linebackers back, they have a great secondary. Jason Verrett, who's the human injury, walking wounded, he'll mm-hmm. probably tear mm-hmm. both of his ACLs, you know, at the supermarket. But <laughs> if he's actually playing. They've got now arguably the best secondary in the league. Hunter Henry will be back Hopefully. for a full season. Hopefully. So in other words, their team from an injury and health standpoint starting a year should be even better. But mm-hmm. again, you I don't care about any of that. You either find three new linemen or it's the same story. And you know what? Right. They might they might rumble through the regular season and go 13 and 3. Who the cares? minute they play a team that can pressure them, they're, they're going to lose because they can't block. I think they need a they need a number one seed to have a chance because that means they don't have to travel cross country. Well, and they likely. get they get look. The odds are, if you look at the statistics uh, for for the chances of having to win three road games, it's what I think it's like twelve percent. Hasn't happened since the Ravens did it in twenty twelve. Right, it's happened, but, but it's you're just bucking really long odds just, to do that. As you admit, it's very very hard to travel back and forth. Weeks in a row, playing an extra game that everybody else doesn't have to play. It's really hard. The difficulty is they're now in the division with the emerging powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Mahomes ain't going anywhere. No. So 
and the Chiefs are going to bolster their defense. So that's the problem. They could have another 13-3 and three year, and the Chiefs go 14-2, and two, and no. they're still the number 5 seed. I know. That's a problem. That's not going to work out well in their favor, unfortunately. There's Saturday. no other team in the AFC that has, like, right now, the Chargers and the Chiefs are two of the four best teams in the AFC. Mm-hmm. They're both in the same division. It's the Patriots, it's the Steelers, and it's those two teams right now. That yeah. are, do you agree? Those are oh, the yeah. four best teams in the AFC. I don't think anybody in the AFC South. You know, then it's okay. Me. Then it's the Ravens. We'll see how mm. the Lamar Jackson continues. You know, Lamar Jackson think, is a flash in the pan, in my opinion. He's a he's a running back who throws occasionally. He's not a quarterback. Um, he could become a quarterback, but he is not look, a quarterback. The guy has definitely more talent throwing than, let's say, Tebow. But he's going to have to get a lot better. That's not much of a reads. stretch. No, that's true. That's <laughs> damning him with faint praise. He's going to have to get – look, he's a rookie. I agree. So I'm not saying that he can't do it. The problem is that teams have now demonstrated you're not going to be able to get by with your Neanderthal offense anymore. But that defense is really good. Well, they've changed their offensive coordinator today. Marty Morningweg is out. Greg Roman is now the offensive yeah. coordinator. So I don't know if that means anything, but as long as that defense is there, that defense is ferocious. Sure, uh, they're gonna they're gonna be good. But yeah, that's the problem for the Chargers is you're reloading, but so are the Chiefs. And right now, the Chiefs are a little better than you. Well, they were started out better than you, and they're gonna hopefully remain yeah. better than you if that if they keep reloading. We'll see. I don't know how this is all gonna turn out, but I was disappointed in this weekend's games. I didn't think they. Lived up to the well, hype, unfortunately. none of the teams that I wanted to win won. So, yes, that was disappointing. <laughs> well, at least yours. Anyway. Well, I wanted, but I wanted the Eagles to win because I just was enjoying the the, Nick, the ridiculous Nick Foles yeah, story. Right. And I like Foles. He's a good yeah, guy. Seems like a good guy. Um, I wanted them to win. I, I did not want the Cowboys. You wanted the Cowboys? Um, I was sort of rooting for the Cowboys. I don't really like the Rams. They, I yeah. just, they, they don't do anything for me. I don't, I don't like the Rams. I don't I, like Jason Garrett. I wanted the Cowboys because I thought it would be completely absurd that uh. the Eagles potentially would be playing the Cowboys in the oh. NFC Championship game after they, where they were, <laughs> where each were. in the middle of the season. Where they were both right? pretty bad in their division. Yeah, and I, wanted, and I wanted the um, I wanted the Chargers, and of course I also, well, I didn't care that the Chiefs won. I was kind of rooting for the Chiefs because I don't, I, I mean, don't I don't dislike Andrew Luck, but I don't care about. You don't the care Colts. one way or the other. No. They're, they're pretty bland and vanilla. All right, we've gone really long, but that's okay because we need all really that important. NFL stuff. It was you. really important, and for you us could have stopped listening at any point. Yeah, that's that's your decision. Why? Which you which listening? they did. <laughs> maybe, maybe they didn't. We'll find out. Uh, there's a secret code at the end. Uh, you've got to play to the very end to get the secret code. Oh, there is. There could be. Okay. You, don't, you don't know until you listen for that, sure. That's right? right. Well, then I will never know the secret code. <laughs> You will never know any of the codes because if we ever, <laughs> you never listen, as you know. So thank you for joining us. I'm Chad. I'm Tony. Good night. The secret code is papier-mâché. Again, the secret code is papier-mâché. The first listener to write in wins a prize.